Welcome to the 3v3 Podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. So at the end of the last episode, I posed the question, does Seattle GM Ron Francis have it in him to wheel and deal like Vegas did before their expansion draft? Patrick, do you want to go first? <laughs> sure. I, I think I need a minute. Okay. <laughs> I will talk in a soothing, calm voice, Pat. Oh, my. It's you working. Find your center. Oh, it's working already. Juan <laughs> Francis will be in a, in a position to make some wheeling and dealing happen based on the salary cap availability that the Seattle franchise will have. And you breathe out slowly. <laughs> and you breathe in. As I tell you that Alex Mandricki and her team of brilliant people will find those value players that they can pull off the rosters and exhale. And <laughs> inhale as they still have salary cap available to take on contracts for other teams for players that they can no longer Board to keep because of the flat cap and exhale. <laughs> Thank you. You feel the stress slowly emanating from your toes like lightning bolts from the emperor. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so, in preparation for answering this question, I went back and dove into every transaction Ron Francis made as general manager of the Carolina Hurricanes from oh end of April 2014 through April 2018, and it put me in a very sad place. So, thank you, Patrick. I did need that. Uh, but to echo what you said, yes, I think he will be willing to wheel and deal. I think it is very, very helpful that he will not have drafted a single player before the expansion draft. Because once Ron Francis has an asset that he likes and he's kind of handpicked, he has shown a tendency to hold on to them. His bread and butter is, I, I think, amateur scouting. I, I think he was a good pro scout, and he evaluated talent. And very rarely did he ever lose trades, but he had to play very conservatively. And I think year one, the transactions, and I think depending upon the directive, of his superiors in the what what uh, head offices, because I am legally obligated to call them the Seattle what what's according to my two boys. <laughs> um, it's going to be interesting. He, he will take on bad contracts. This is a man who acquired Tavo Teravainen by accepting Brian Bickle's contract, for example. 
But when he takes on these bad contracts, he has been known to play these players. Will he have a salary budget going into the 2021 season where he can just LTIR players? That's going to be the biggest interesting thing for me because I think that will dictate what kind of bad contracts he's willing to absorb or not. Hmm. And, and I think he's more likely to accept draft capital than he is additional player contracts. Like I don't see him making a transaction, say Vegas did with Florida and end up getting two really good players. Like I, I think he might lean away from that. Now, while it worked out swimmingly for Vegas, getting Marshall So and Riley Smith, that may not be where his eye is. Because one of the things I, I think Vegas has already traded two of the three picks they made in the 2017 first round uh, entry draft. Those being Nick Suzuki and Eric. Um, oh, no, 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 oh, no, no. Brandstrom. Uh, uh, thank you. I was trying not to say uh, Gabranson because <laughs> he, he's in Ottawa too now, but the Vegas of Canada. Okay. I think once he drafts players, he's going to he, he's going to hold on to them quite a bit more than I think Vegas will. Especially since they technically have are on their second general manager at this point. So while I think the wheeling and dealing will be there, I think there's it's going to be a bit more conservative, especially anticipating no rise in the salary cap from year one to year two. That kind of depends on who he takes, to be honest with you. I mean, if they're in an interesting position, right? Because they don't have... They're not going to walk into a system that's going to be ripe with young players that are on or near RFA deals. Right? I mean, they may pick up one or two in the expansion draft, but I can't see them loading up where in two years' time they're going to be right up against the wall. Mm-hmm. because they're going to have to start dumping players to sign these RFAs. And it's going to be this interesting mix of kind of a little bit what Vegas did, right? You had a lot of gay, a lot of guys that were already locked in to contracts or smattering here and there with some guys that were, you know, budget players and you know, didn't have arbitration rights, so qualifying offers were going to be pretty reasonable and I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. And I think that the calendar for the start of next season or the next off season, when qualifying offers are due, when uh, arbitration hearings might take place and where the expansion draft falls, I think will be interesting because I could see, a lot more RFAs who teams are afraid of going to arbitration with, you know, your Anthony Duclairs, your, 
Um, he's the one top of mind, but there were so many players like that this season. Could they be given qualifying offers and then, you know, risk arbitration? But with the handshake agreements with Ron Francis saying, yeah, we we can pick up this player because they will be in a better position to give them closer to what their desired or, or actual value is versus a team under cap constraints. So I could see them going more that route should we see a repeat of what just happened for the last three weeks. Be very interesting. I mean, I'm looking at someone, Matt Grizzlick, right? Just signed a few days ago. Three point nice million for four years for a 26 year old. You know, if he's made available, that's an interesting contract. I mean, it walks him to 30, whatever. But that's also a contract, you know, depending on how well he plays, that's very easily tradable or very easily, you know, you sort of put him in that position of being a five, six or three, you know, maybe four, five, six type guy. And that's a contract you go, okay, you know, we'll give you a, a million dollar raise or a two million dollar raise next year when you're UFA. So. It's it's uh, I I still think the Leafs are going to expose Nylander. (laughs) (laughs) You're just waiting for like you're just just like going for the chaos move right there. (laughs) I know it wouldn't be chaos because ninety percent of Toronto fans want him gone anyway. True. You know, chaos would be Mitch Marner, who it's like 50-50. He's he's the son of Satan versus (laughs) we got to keep him because there's nobody else out there like him. You know what you really do if you're Toronto? Expose Austin Matthews? No, no. Yeah, he'll expose himself. Oh, thank you. She said it, not me. She (laughs) said it, not me. You just set it up. It was right there. <laughs> you had to, Cassie. You really did. Because I was. I <laughs> no, you leave both players available. Send a message to the one that doesn't get picked. Uh huh. <laughs> That's evil. I like it. <laughs> yeah, but that's not Kyle Dubas. I mean, that's, you know, like trading his Pikachu and his, you know, his is Evie. <laughs> well, this off season, he's he he's trying to shut up all the you know local fish rap writers and all the you know local radio hosts by getting you know mean and tough players and grit and what. Then he gets to shut up all the idiot fans by doing that. And said, uh, "Here we go." No, he just signed everybody who's. You know, he's he's got a great chance of winning the 2012 Stanley Cup with this team. <laughs> 2012 or 2014? I'd say 12. Hmm. Definitely not the 2016 Cup. No. No. 
in <laughs> I don't know I don't know how many other people listen to Hockey Central at noon, but goddamn I loved Brian Burke just going off the rails on the potential of this the Thornton signing before it happened. That was just that was art. That was verbal art. Love because you know Brian Burke has always got to defend it's not the player, it's not the person, right? He's he's angry at. Love Joe Thornton. Had, you know, Joe Thornton's been a bench bar. You know, great guy. Absolutely great guy. But this is a horrible signing. <laughs> That's horrible. They don't need this. What are you going to do with him? <laughs> Just. Uh, and it's often, it's so hard for me to agree with him in hockey things because I always said he just was never really good at hockeying. But damn, is he right on that one? <laughs> is he ever right on that one? But but it's a it's a good old Ontario boy coming back home finally, like everybody's been saying for the past uh, twenty years. <laughs> yeah, 2012, Joe Thornton signing in Toronto, great. 2020, Joe Thornton signing in Toronto, hey, hi. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the first Edmonton-based column when the Leafs eventually face the Oilers and the Canadian division, according to Bill Bill Foley, which we'll get to in a little bit, um, how disrespectful it was that Joe Thornton chose to wear number 97 with the Leafs. Oh come on! It's the it's it's the year he was drafted, and it was the year McDavid was born. So take that for what you will. <laughs> but 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 all the rabble rousers out there who rabble who rouse the rabble. Yeah, whatever they can rouse whatever they want. <laughs> I don't particularly care. Rabble 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 rabble. You know, go be the Hamburglar somewhere else. I'm, that's just, I love him. He is just a character, you know, absolute character, but boy, howdy, is that a big, big presence to bring in that room. If there is one thing that has always surrounded Joe Thornton, especially since he landed in San Jose, he runs a room. And I, that's why... Well, I mean, How well is that going to fly with everybody in the room, though, at this point? <laughs> right, you know. Well, I think that's the point. Yeah, that is the point. Because with Patrick Marlowe, he was a reluctant captain, but he was, you know, he was like, he kind of was a little bit of sackic, right? Really kind of quiet, did most of his talking, so to speak, on the ice, you know. I think he was more relieved than anything to, to lose the sea. Um but you can bring him in knowing he is going to be dad in that room. You know, Marlo was dad in that room, and it showed. You bring Thornton in, that is, and, you know, never have met the guy. But everything, you know, again, which has been fairly well confirmed, that is a big ego. And I'm not talking like arrogant, brash, you know, doesn't back it up or bombastic. I'm just talking... He runs a room, and that is a big presence to bring into that room. And what's that going to do for guys, you know, like Spezza 
or Tavares. Well, here's the thing. I, I think to, I think Tavares really reflects what you said about Marlowe. I think they are very similar. I, I think on the ice, they are com- two completely different personalities. But I got away from it. Tavares is just more mild-mannered and could handle the responsibility better than Marlowe ever did. But given the this team, I, I don't want to say he gave up on this group, but... The GM pretty much decided back in February, yeah, I'm going to do all this crazy stuff. He didn't know which players would be available or who would say yes to contract. But this was in the works ever since the, um, I have to use this phrase properly, um, ice resurfacing technician game. (laughs) Because I don't know what kind of uh, equipment they use at the spa. They 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 actually do use the Z form. Okay, I but I just uh, purely precautionary. I just had to be careful. I would um I because I didn't want to press the release in my email in the next five minutes, even though this is <laughs> at least forty eight hours. Hell, this I, one wasn't I, flaming though, so I think you're okay. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 much like Disney, right? If you do stuff that doesn't embarrass us, you'll kind of look the other way. But if you do stuff that embarrasses us, oh, the cease and desist will fly, mm-hmm. fly like flying monkeys sent from a wicked palace by a crazy witch. <laughs> I see. Um, now I was just sitting there, sort of going, "Huh, you know what?" I kind of talked myself into a weird scenario with with the whole quiet leader and you know demonstrative elder statesman type player the thornton to thornton could be wah to Tavares's sakic right because wah yeah. was bombastic wah was just bombastic maybe thornton's gonna be that way i mean not you know not crazy but just that sort of big personality that goes in and sort of yells at people every once in a while. I don't think anyone can have a, a personality as big as Patrick Wadd. <laughs> oh, I think I'm, I think he'd be more along the lines of like Mario Lemieux rather than. I'm Patrick sorry. Wadd. Have you never met Dominic Hasek? Oh, uh, true. Good point. Good point. Wow. <laughs> Yada yada yada. Oh, oh man. <sighs> I got nothing else. <laughs> I'm just you know, good to see Quentin Byfield signed. Good to see um, Ozzy Wiesblatt signed to a max deal, by the way, which I found very interesting. Ozzy Wiesblatt got essentially the same deal that um, Lafreniere did. I mean, I know there's caps on entry-level contracts and stuff, but that's literally the opposite ends of the draft spectrum, 1 to 31. Mm-hmm. And, you know, bonuses and everything. Hmm. No comment on on Cody Cece going to uh, Pittsburgh? You get what you deserve. 
<laughs> or Patrick Marlowe going back to the Sharks. Well, I mean, forty-three uh, game regular season. Here we come. Yeah. No, I, I want four. I want a forty-four game regular season. I want a forty-four game regular season. So Ty. one short. I want him to Madonna it. Not, not, not out of malice, but out of humor. Because Madonna, so, Madonna very easily could have come back for one more year, signed an entry level deal in Dallas, and played just you know like ten games or whatever. And then but wasn't retired. that like Al? Didn't they do like that for Al Arbor? They Where they brought him back for like a game, one game. Yeah, they brought so him he, back for one game so he could break a record or something. Yeah, they've mm-hmm. done it for a bunch of people in the past. So you know, if Madonna's going to get all PBM, piss, bitch, and moan about his fourteen ninety nine, he had the option to come back and play somewhere. Somebody would have signed him on an entry level deal. He could have played oh, 10 Minnesota, Minnesota would have signed him for a one-game deal just so he could, like... Get to 1,500. Yeah. They, they could have signed him for an entry-level contract because, you know, over 35, all that bullshit. And he could have retired in the middle of it. And what are they going to eat? 700,000? Woo! You know, come on. <laughs> you had a choice. You chose to retire. Now, if you're 50... Deciding you want your fourteen, you know, your fifteen hundredth game at the age of fifty—that's a different story. But, <laughs> but Gordy Howe was going after a different record when he signed at fifty. Yeah, see, Gordy Howe chose to play, and by God, the man could still play. So, yeah. No, I want a forty-four game season, just so Patrick Marlowe is one short, and he's got to be like, oh crap, I got to come back one more year. So, and then <laughs> when Doug Wilson is. Um, programmed to not resign him will david poyle pick up the phone and and, and offer him marlowe a contract At specifically what? david poyle offers patrick marlowe a contract specifically so the nashville predators can raise a banner for him. they don't they don't need they don't need to sign him to raise a banner they could just raise a banner whenever they want i mean the sharks have mastered raising banners for no reason <laughs> They have. I mean, that team is just like, hey, we won the division. Okay. <laughs> well, but, I mean, this way he, he kills two birds with one stone, David Poyle. He he gets a, another new veteran forward who completely will not work in their offensive system and keep the, win, the wheels spinning in the mud, and they get to raise a banner. It's like a win-win. Now, I want to know in what universe you live that you think Doug Wilson isn't going to sign Patrick Marlowe every year that he wants to play. I mean, it's at least earth 12, right? But no, that's not happening. No, no, it's not going to happen because there's still a shot. We got to get the band back together. You know, surprised they haven't signed Jonathan Chichu and Danny Heatley to PTOs already. <laughs> Although Toronto might be doing that. Cause you know, Toronto. Because Toronto. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so how about... Oh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was going to say, are they going to move Mike Ricci onto the bench this season? They may move him onto the ice. Again? (laughs) Because... Damn.
Yeah, who even plays for that team anymore? <laughs> Besides Marlowe. Everybody. Everybody. Oh, well, you know, Kevin LeBanc got himself a hefty, beautiful deal because of the whole handshake thing. They good really are, yeah, I mean, they really are trying to get the band back together in, in San Jose. I mean, they re-signed Matt Nieto. Mm-hmm. Resigned Patrick Marlowe. And then Joe Thornton had to go and ruin the plan. Well, you know, I'm amazed that the words came out of Joe's mouth. I need to win a Stanley Cup. And why do you sign with Toronto? <laughs> he did use the word need. Which I found interesting. Not want. I need to. Joe, sweetheart, I love you. You're going to get in the Hall of Fame regardless. Or irregardless, because that's now a word. Because 2020. Yes. Um, I mean, it's a name of a local restaurant around my parts, but... I've, irregardless? Yes. <laughs> nice. Yes. Uh, but, but, what's the matter, Cassie? You don't like the whole thing. Nope. Why not? Irregardless? Yeah. I don't know. It just, it, I mean, for it's not really a real word, or at least it wasn't. <laughs> well, you know, don't, whatever you do, don't go look at the entomology of a lot of the English words. Oh, that I know. Never really words. Yeah. Until no, they I just know. became so popular that they became words. Like chill. Like okay. sus. Right. <laughs> I'm not going with chill because that's just, dude, bro. <laughs> you know, I got some chow going on. Yeah, hey, bud. Yeah, hey, Baby. bud. <laughs> yeah, don't you know my chow? <laughs> so wrong. Nah, hey, bud. That's still, God, that just harkens me back to that game I sat in Toronto behind those two guys. <laughs> that's all I hear. Dude, yeah, hey, bud. Yeah, Morgan Raleigh's wife. Yeah, she's hot. Yeah, hey, bud. Yeah, but did you see Kyra Price's wife on that show? There's a game on down there, guys. Do you actually want to watch it or no? Gossiping is so much more fun, though. I know, and they always accuse women of being so bad at it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's been my experience that, that there are, there's a certain segment of the male population that gossip worse than old women. So oh, easily. <laughs> That's what beer leagues are for. Yeah, seriously, mm-hmm. easily. Oh, the 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 amount of gossip. I I can only imagine what beer league, adult league dressing rooms are like in the GTA, based on some <laughs> of the conversations I've had with people just in you know North Carolina and the things I hear. This. It, it's better than going to a barber shop. <laughs> because you know if you had gone and went to a particular barbershop in toronto where mitch mitch martyr got his haircut you would have known two years ago that he was going to be traded for drew dowdy but mm. you know still might happen according to said barber whose whose name is teve timmons <laughs> Oh no! This is this was a legitimate rumor from. I know, I remember it, but yeah. But and couldn't you still see it happen? Based on all the craziness, 
that uh, Mr. Dubas just did? No. He is going to ride or die with his team this year, and then they're going to die at the end of the year if they don't do what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we can have more chaos next. next. Yeah. I, I, if, if they don't Remember when we did this and we were talking about John Cooper and it was pretty much like, you know, conference finals, Stanley Cup, or he's gone type thing. And look mm-hmm. what he did. So, yeah, he just bought himself like at least two more years. I'm, I'm thinking more like four or five, but yeah. Uh, we'll see. Ooh, we'll see. We'll, 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 we'll shelve that for later. Okay. Kyle, because, you know, we're on, we're on the Dubas train right now. All right. And you know, it's it's always about what about Toronto? So yeah, right. Well, this is what I'm saying. If we're going to Toronto, mm-hmm. it we're gonna we gotta really what what about Toronto it here? And then we I can New York Rangers it because that that was also a thing to, this week. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know, man. You know, uh, if uh, if Ubi Dooby, you know, maybe if they don't make what's what do we say Eastern Conference Final? Or do they have to make the cup final? I would I would say conference final. Okay. I, I think it depends on how they get there. If they just squeak their way into the Eastern Conference final, that that might be that might not be good enough. But if they like get a couple of rounds where they they handily win, you know, five games or so, then then Maybe conference final would be enough. Now, but if they face the Boston Bruins in the conference final, does that flip the whole thing? Yes. Or does it matter? Well, if they meet the no, does. Bruins in the conference final, they should win because Boston um, <laughs> might be playing out of <laughs> this season. You mean the entire Boston Bruins parking lot is just handicap reserve spots? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> sure. Yeah. And they and they've moved all their games to four. Um, four in the afternoon, so they can have. Why so? Late? Why so late? They're more fans of those eleven thirty Saturday starts. Oh, that's true. Because then they can make the AARP um, dinner at Denny's. Yeah, there you go. Oh, and and dinners, bingo, yeah. bingo in the evening. Oh, that's too late. That's that's entirely too late and rambunctious. Mm. Some of the younger ones, maybe. Yeah, well, I mean, Matt Grizzlick is a you know. Uh, grizzled back. He, he really is on that blue line right now. Second oldest player. Yeah. And the only other thing, actually, I lied early when I said I didn't have anything. I want to give a big shout out to the original Vegas Golden Knight who signed a one-year extension with the team. Who is it? Is it Duke? Yes, it is. That's right. Wow. Reed Duke was their first player signed, signed to the Vegas Golden Knights, and he just signed a one-year extension. Good for him. So the OGVGK is staying, yo. Yeah, <laughs> I got nothing. Not even Tony D'Angelo signing for two years at the Rangers? Where else was he going to go? Uh, well, no, it wasn't even that. It was, it was, what, what were the Rangers thinking with that? <laughs> Apparently, being garbage on defense doesn't preclude you from getting a higher cap hit. It, it's just a thing. When, when 
I'm seeing evolving hockey models say, yeah, that's about on par for what he should be making. I just, I just shut it all down. And then I went go and watch the clip of him falling against Sebastian Ajo in the postseason, but not playoff round. I think that's what I'm officially calling it. So, so are, are we really going to have to come up with a a suitable statistic to measure um, good defense? Is this what's really going to have to end up happening? Because nobody else seems to be able to do it or care. <laughs> you know, it's like you can't use plus minus because it's it it's a joke at this point for most people, and you can't like you can't use. I mean, there is nothing else because it's all about offense, points per game, and and possession numbers and blah 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 and it's like what about just actually being able to prevent the puck from getting to your goalie well they've got shot suppression charts i mean there there are people that that track shot suppression as a as a metric okay there are people that are tracking it but there's nothing there are no accounting stats well, they're 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 not as popular, but you'll see a few people on. You know, hey, here's the shot suppression for this person, or here's the shot suppression for this person. Yeah. So what they haven't done is preemptively created a model that says this is your number for a defenseman, because I think it's very different from all the. Even the goals scored above replacement stuff that's out there, which is, yeah, or wins above replacement and all that stuff, which yeah. I, hey, I want them to, I want them to combine those two because it'd be the guar stat, the goals and wins <laughs> above replacement. Uh, just oh, oh no, oh no! It, yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, this world needs a little more guar in its life, but it's not ready. Hmm. I mean, I guess, I guess, really, the problem is that people don't don't know what defensemen, defenders, defenders, defenders are doing. So you know, all they can do is look at goalies and forwards, and <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, yeah, and. Until we're in a place where we can admit it's okay to give up a shot, there are tactical reasons why you would want to do that because it's it can be an instant turnover. Uh, none of our numbers are going to... None of our models are going to say good things about them. It, it's going to have to be very abstract. Well, and that's the problem too. Is that is that you have to take into consideration the goaltender because a lot of goaltenders would like the puck to hit them rather than to have a defender like try to you know in certain situations than a defender trying to deflect the shot. Yeah. So you know, it, it, in order to like have a have a accurate model for a defender to come up with like a magic number for them or whatever to rank them somehow, you actually will have to take, you'll have to create something for the goaltender in question so that 
that will feed into the defender's like number because some goalies like to play the puck and some don't and you some know shouldn't. <laughs> well that's another that's another story entirely <laughs> and, and so you know it's like defenders are working with their goaltenders and and you can't take the goaltender out of the equation to get a good statistic for a defender not really but i mean you know people actually have to understand that that's how that works rather than just think that they're all discrete like separate silos of positions that have no interaction between the two so that because you know it's a team game and everybody influences everybody else on the ice and god forbid we should actually include that somehow Oh, like Joe said, I love their goalie. I like Freddie a lot. I think that was a big part of my decision. I think he's a great goalie. <laughs> and Martin Jones's phone just lit up with people going, what? Dude, you hear this? Well, getting quote-unquote hockey players and hockey (laughs) coaches to understand how goalies quote-unquote work, I mean, I I think we're going to need like a five-night special, you know, like a special, uh, special edition of the podcast to answer those questions for people because, uh, We'll have to be taking questions. We it, it couldn't just be us. Uh, it, it's going to be a series of several town halls followed by mm-hmm. moderated debates mm-hmm. um, with with mute buttons for God's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, but I rather than go down the goalie rabbit hole because I think we're kind of headed in this direction anyway. Um, given that there are certain players in the league that would definitely benefit from being quote unquote positionless, but that's not really fun because then we can't come up with a name for a new position. So longer, long gone are the days of the Rover, which I'll be honest in my, you know, adult league team, I kind of used to play, but, uh, and no more goalers. I think that needs to come back, but, uh, What would be a great name for a quote-unquote positionless player on the ice? This has been the 3B3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3B3Podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.